0: Do visits to the doctor decrease hospital stays at the end of life? You are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Andrea Cronman, attending physician at Boston University Medical Center and instructor of medicine at Boston University Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts, and the lead author of the Journal of General Internal Medicine article titled, Can Primary Care Visits Reduce Hospital Utilization Among Medicare Beneficiaries at the End of Life? Dr. Cronman, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell us about the primary finding of the Boston University School of Medicine study regarding Medicare beneficiaries.
1: We use Medicare billing data. To do a cross-sectional analysis using different methods of statistics, and we found that more primary care visits are associated with less subsequent time spent in the hospital and lower expenditures at the end of life. And in addition to that, we also found that more primary care visits were associated with a lower likelihood of dying in the hospital. Which is usually considered a less desirable place to die.
0: How many Medicare beneficiaries were involved in the study? 78,300.
1: And what was the span of their ages? Their ages range from 66 to 98, and the average age was 81 years. How long was the study? The study was 18 months long, starting July 1, 2000, and it ended December 31, 2001.
0: Are there any follow-up studies planned?
1: Yes, actually there are. We're trying to get some additional data from CMS for additional Medicare data. And what will you focus in on with those studies? Well, something that we've already studied, actually, with the current data that we have, is that we were looking at gender differences at the end of life. And we found that this relationship between more primary care visits and less subsequent hospitalization at the end of life is even more profound in women compared to men. That's interesting. Why is that? Well, that's why we need some more data to figure that out. We think that this might partially be due to the fact that more elderly women at the end of life die in a nursing home compared to men. And we think that partially this could be that more primary care visits tend to occur in a nursing home compared to outside the nursing home because it's mandated by Medicare. But another reason is, well, we're still speculating as to that. Women tend to use more primary care throughout their lives. And perhaps this time at the end of life is just an extension of that.
0: How many participants didn't have any primary care visits in the year before they died? 38%
1: of our samples, that's 38% of the 78,000, didn't have any primary care visits in the year before the final six months of life.
0: How many days then did these participants spend in the hospital during
1: the year before they died? The group who had no primary care visits spent an average of 15 days in the hospital during the last six months of life. How many
0: days did participants spend in the hospital who visited their primary care physicians?
1: Those who had at least nine primary care visits, which is a little less than one visit per month, spent an average of 13 days in the hospital at the end of life.
0: What was the difference in cost between these two groups?
1: On average, those who had at least nine primary care visits spent two days less in the hospital. So if we... Doing a back-on-the-envelope calculation, figure that just for the cost of a hospital bed, not including doctor's fees or pharmaceutical costs, if it costs Medicare $1,200 a day, that would have been a difference of almost $5,000.
0: How many Medicare dollars would be saved by decreasing just one hospital day for each Medicare beneficiary at the end of life?
1: These are conservative back of the envelope estimations because we didn't do a detailed cost analysis, which would have incorporated medications and DRGs and other systems of Medicare reimbursement. But in 2001, nine typical primary care visits would have cost Medicare approximately $11,000. And during that year, 533,000 Medicare beneficiaries died in the hospital. So decreasing just one day in the hospital for each of these beneficiaries at the end of life could have saved Medicare millions of dollars.
0: That's a lot. (laughs) How much do you estimate that current
1: end-of-life treatments cost Medicare? Medicare expenditures, I believe, is in the billions, and I don't know the most recent exact number for that, but Medicare spends approximately 26% of its budget on care at the end of life.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Andrea Cronman, attending physician at Boston University Medical Center, discussing how visits to primary care physicians decrease hospital stays at the end of life. Dr. Kronman, describe the problems that you believe have arisen in our current system.
1: There are a lot of factors at work here that contribute to our current system. One is that in the current Medicare reimbursement system, intensive technological procedures, treatments are reimbursed at a higher rate than office visits. And this creates a financial incentive for hospitals or providers to do more procedures In fact, recently you might have heard in the news that Congress cut Medicare reimbursements to physicians by 10%. And this is something that is likely to affect primary care physicians more than specialists who do procedures because primary care physicians are more dependent on um, office-related income. So fewer medical students are going into primary care specialties Because of some of these financial incentives. And therefore, we have a decreasing labor force of primary care physicians and geriatricians at a time when the baby boomers are getting older and requiring more health services. And also, fewer people are entering the workforce to support Medicare. So, some policy folks and economists have estimated that the Medicare system will collapse in the next 30 years because. The combination of these different forces are just unsustainable, and the current Medicare reimbursement system are making some of these problems worse.
0: So it sounds like you're saying it doesn't pay to see patients in the office.
1: Well, it's something that is becoming increasingly difficult, and this, of course, is going to create barriers and disparities to those elderly folks who rely on Medicare because An unintended consequence of Congress decreasing payments to physicians by 10% is that fewer and fewer physicians will accept Medicare as insurance. It would be helpful if there were some policy changes that would improve the current Medicare reimbursement system.
0: Tell us more about the difference that primary care physicians can make. What is happening at these visits that causes the elderly not to have to visit the hospital
1: as often? Well, I should just qualify this that because our study was a cross-sectional analysis of Medicare billing data, uh, we were able to show an association between primary care visits and lower hospital use at the end of life, but we can't infer causality from a cross-sectional analysis. But that being said, I can speculate as to what might be happening during these primary care visits. One is that a primary care physician can manage some diseases as an outpatient that patients who don't have access to primary care wouldn't be able to benefit from. For example, patients who have congestive heart failure or diabetes, that can frequently be managed As an outpatient therefore avoiding a hospital stay and we actually showed that in our study for those patients who had congestive heart failure that they were less likely to be admitted to the hospital if they had more primary care visits so that's one potential cause another potential cause is that if there's continuity of care and frequent visits with one provider it's possible that the kind of relationship that would elicit patients' preferences for end-of-life treatments would be discussed. And that's just less likely to happen if, um, if a patient's only seeing a doctor once a year or less. But if a patient's seeing a doctor more frequently, it's possible that advanced directives would be discussed or just understanding different implications of aggressive treatments at the end of life might be discussed.
0: Why aren't these visits happening more frequently?
1: Another study would actually have to prove that, but I think that one barrier is transportation, and it's hard for elderly folks to use public transportation, and if there's not a lot of money, it might be hard for them to get to a place where there are primary care physicians, and in addition to that, there's decreased access because of this decreasing labor force in primary care, and many areas have a primary care physician shortage. So it's just harder to find primary care physicians. What are your thoughts about hospice? I think that hospice, when properly implemented, is wonderful and greatly underutilized. I think that, unfortunately, most people are referred to hospice relatively late in their disease course because people don't necessarily understand all the services that hospice provides. It provides not only medicine to help control comfort, such as pain medicine or oxygen to help with shortness of breath, but also it provides emotional support and psychological support to those who are receiving hospice as well as to their family members.
0: Do you think this is one of the conversations that could occur at one of those primary care visits? If Absolutely.
1: They Absol- to- early referral to
0: hospice. Absolutely. To prevent hospitalizations. What's your take-home
1: message message is that more access to primary care may not only potentially decrease costs at the end of life, but might improve the quality of care toward the end of life because there'll potentially be more opportunity for patients to express what their preferences would be and it's more likely that their preferences would actually be carried out once explicitly stated. Dr. Cronman,
0: thank you so much for joining us to discuss how visits to primary care physicians decrease hospital stays at the end of life. Thank you. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library, of on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888 mdxm xm 157 Thank you for listening.
1: This is Dr. Richard Lipton, Professor of Neurology at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York. You are listening to ReachMD-XM-157, the channel for medical professionals.